Hold on to your butt. I'm quite surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Whoa, is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Joey Clark. Dearly beloved, no, welcome to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. It has been a long Wednesday, but a good Wednesday. We're opening up the show here with a band called Blackberry Smoke. The song is One Horse Town. And it was recommended by my guest this evening. He's gotten to know each other over the last few months. Also a sponsor of the show. In the tiny town where I come from You grew up doing what your daddy does And you don't ask questions, you do it just because Amanda recommended it. Eddie Bader, here in the studio. How you doing, Joey? Doing great. You were saying you were, and this was a little too twangy. But I like it. It's, uh, it's like Black Crows, just a little bit more twangy. Uh, a friend of mine turned me on to it a couple years ago. They're a great band. I think they're on their way to Montgomery. Um, I'm going to definitely try to see them. Awesome. Okay. Now I'm getting like a 90s vibe. Yeah. Really, and this album is probably two years old. They probably got something else to do out there now. Well, oh, this says 2014. Oh, okay, it might be more than that. Oh, gotta call me out like that. Nah, yeah, I'm, I'm calling you out, Eddie. Well, it was, it was introduced to me <laughs> two years ago. No, I'm that way with music. I'm like, when did that come out? Like, all of Prince. Prince's back catalog came out for me in like the early 2000s. Oh, yes. Everything. Everything. See, that's what I like to do is find an artist that I can like, you know, has long been recording and putting out material and then just jump into the deep end. Dive into the catalog. Oh, it's so much fun. Because you can do it chronologically. You can be like, okay, you see an artist develop. I was going to say, you can watch him change through his career from beginning to end. Well, and with Prince, it's really cool. But one band that threw me off... No, and don't get me wrong, there's a period with Prince where it, I initially was like, what the hell was this? <laughs> kind of in the mid-90s, I'm like, after the gold experience especially, I'm like, oh, yeah. what are you doing, man? Yep. Um, but no, I've, I've grown to love a lot of those songs, but one band that really throws a lot of people off threw me off. Canada's own Rush. Rush, yes. Yeah, because Rush is rocking, man. Man, Rush has been around forever, too. Well, and I have this, uh, we got it new. It's not an original issue, but a new 2112 vinyl pressing. And it's got like a holograph on it when it spins, and it sounds fantastic. But as you go through Rush's catalog, and they start to get into the 80s, you have moving pictures with Tom Sawyer and Red Bar Shadow. Oh, yeah. And uh, but then as you keep going into the eighties, it's like the the 
hell are all these synthesizers on here? Yeah. Where's the rock music? Oh, man, it's Rush. They, they were Rush. developing. Yeah, they, they go where they want. They're yeah. true artists. They and want. they're Canadian, so they can do what they want to do. They really can. I mean, it's hard to beat Neil Bird. Right. And, and they came back around to the legacy tours they're doing oh, now. Yeah. And, yeah, great band. They got a great following. You know, they, they had a great following from the get-go. And the band has been great. Yeah. I mean, it's, they're still as good today as they ever were. Well, and I guess I'm a... I don't know. I never, I've liked new music that comes out, no doubt. Yeah. But I've always appreciated, like, music that came before my time. So, I think my first deep dive was Zeppelin. Yeah. Led Zeppelin. And I discovered it on my own. Houses of the Holy? Yeah, Houses of the Holy. <laughs> I have that on vinyl. Yeah. Uh, that's a great album. That's a good song, too. Yes. Though that song is not on that album. Nope. That's weird. Very weird. But, you know, one good thing about Zeppelin or, or any of these old bands, what I like to do is I'll get out some of the older albums, and some of the songs that never made the hits or some of the B-sides, to me, those are some of the greatest music. Oh, I agree. You know, and especially it hits you at a time when, you know, you're just hanging out listening to music. You're like, wow, this this song was it, man. This oh, yeah. No, and there's some, like, uh, I can remember. Like, with Zeppelin, I kind of dove deep into their catalog. Yeah. And then my dad's like, "You, where'd you learn about Led Zeppelin? So he got really into it. And I can remember listening to the How the West Was Won live set in his Expedition, Ford Expedition. Oh, wow. Windows rolled down, going down the interstate. He's blasting it at mind-boggling levels. <laughs> and it's like this, well, I'm losing some hearing, but this is how this music is supposed That's to be right. played. That's how it's supposed to be hear, heard. And it's such a weird... Um, change for him because he had a phase well my uncle his brother uncle greg and him really raised me on a lot of steely dan mm -hmm. so i know a lot of steely fm dan. like uh yeah i know the hits like fm and do it again mm -hmm. and bodhisattva and ricky don't lose ricky that don't number. lose that number it's the only one you want I'm not going to sing, Joey. You might use it when you feel better. Anyway, I, I love all that, but then you get some weird ones like uh, Gold Teeth. Yeah. like And they, they have some odd lyrics. Well, sometimes they're just album fillers, too. You remember back then you had to fill an album. But th that's the thing with odd lyrics. It's either like uh, it really hit like in Josie. She prays like a Roman with her eyes on fire. <laughs> what a line. That's great. But then it's like roll out your gold teeth. Throw out your gold teeth. Let me see how they roll. Like, mm -hmm. What the, what the hell is that he, supposed to mean? He talking about? I don't want to do all this work, Mister Fagan. <laughs> um, but and I've gotten to see them live. Great stuff. Really? Yeah, I got to see them live in Tuscaloosa probably about eight, nine years ago. Wow! It was really a great show. They had a drummer who was playing old school style, like the underhanded style. Yep. And he was all over those drums. It's really good music. But then I remember coming back to my dad. He went through a, uh, all I can describe it as, and this is not a knock, this is not a advocacy, this is just, it is what it is, as people say. He went through a lesbian rock phase. Oh, yeah? L7? Yeah. Are you listening to L7? I, I'm not sure. Indigo Girls? Uh, Melissa Etheridge? Yes, and yes. Come to my window! It's like, why are you... <laughs> Why are you so into this, Dad? Honestly, Melissa Etheridge, uh, her, something about her voice, uh, just, I've really liked her music. Uh, her music is great. I mean, it's really good. Um, well, and then he also, I think there was a four non-blondes kick. Oh, there like, you go. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. It's your dad stepping out there. No, but though that era of music, and I'm about to ask you, like, you know, you're coming of age, like, music and era. 
Um, but like that, like 80s into the early 90s, they still had that hair metal phase oh, yeah. where you can't tell, is that a guy or a girl yeah. singing? Well, what's really bad is when you're in like a, a Belks or somewhere department store where they have the music playing. Yeah. And it's Metallica. And you're like, Ooh. man. Man, I know this song. I really want to rock out, but it's... <laughs> That's why they, they shouldn't have gone after Napster. They should have gone right. after the guys selling the rights to their Thank music. You. Oh, Thank good you. God. It's terrible. Uh, it makes me feel old, too, when you hear your favorite classic rock being played in the music at the public. So right. Know. Yeah. I know I've had that. I'm like, is this Steve? Is that Black Jack doing again? But, uh, yeah, when was... What was kind of your era? When I came up, uh, it was mid-80s, uh, or early 80s, I guess. I graduated, I think, in 86, 87, somewhere around that. So we had everything, man. We, I remember uh, being a military brat. We were in Turkey. And for a birthday present, a friend of mine gave me Rapper's Delight album. That was the first album I yeah. ever owned. And that, I don't think we left the apartment probably for a week. All we did was play and memorize that album. <laughs> Everything from Super Wolf, of course, you got Rapper's Delight. Uh, it's just every part of that album, we absolutely loved it. And so, of course, we tried to mimic what we had heard. And we lived overseas, so we kind of stuck out anyway. Yeah. Uh, but two white guys trying to come up with that uh, as being rappers back then. Was, Where were uh, you overseas? Uh, we were in Izmir, Turkey at that time. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, yeah. a place they don't, uh, they didn't really like us to begin with. Um, yeah, and it's gotten worse in Turkey. It's gotten a lot worse. Uh, yeah. After 9-11, um, where we lived, there wasn't a base. They they had us living amongst the city, which it, it, it was fun. As a kid, you didn't know any better that this was dangerous. To me, it was fun. Right. You know, our parents were, of course, worried all the time. But other two places in, uh, in Turkey, they had bases. But after 9-11, uh, they pretty much evacuated all your dependents out of Turkey. Oh, wow. And, and when we lived there, it wasn't... Um, again, it was fun, but... Uh, we had things like buildings blowing up. Uh, we had bomb threats quite a bit. Uh, one story, <clears throat> me and my mother, we were walking to the BX. So you just walk through town, just, just like a downtown area. It kind of looked like New York to me because I came from Montgomery, Alabama, and we're living <laughs> in this big city. So anyway, we're walking down the street, and we're always told to keep a low profile, things like that. You don't want the uh, Turkish people knowing you're here. They're going to spit at you or throw this or that. And that happened every once in a while, but not too much. But the main thing that happened on this particular day, we just happened to cross the street probably... I don't know, 10 minutes before the building that we would have been walking in front of, the second floor, blew up. It right. exploded. And uh, and it, the strangest thing was we had an individual come up to us, uh, and he was dressed in a Turkish military uniform. He knew that me and my mother were both civilians, and he saluted us and walked away. Meanwhile, uh, you know, I couldn't hear anything from the concussion. All you could hear was ringing. Ooh, All my mother yeah. could hear was ringing. And we had enough sense to just kind of keep moving because you don't sure. know what's going to go. You don't know what's going to go happen. Very disorienting. Yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, looking back, that's something her and I talk about all the time. And come to find out it was an American dentist office there. And, again, they hate it. They didn't like Americans. So they blew it up. And that was a kind of a normal thing. Um, also, Pan America Airlines was real big back then. Right. And uh, they were down the street from us where we lived. And uh, it was just a storefront, a glass storefront. They probably blew that up every couple of months because it just the symbolism of American. Even though Pan American Airlines didn't really have anything to do with America, right. just that symbolism, they constantly blew that up. Wow. Yeah. And to think that's when relations were pretty good with Turkey. Oh, yeah. I mean... Like, yeah. that's, uh, I mean, it's only gotten worse with Erdogan. I mean, the only word for it is neo-Ottoman. Yeah. 
And it's crazy to also think about how old that part of the world is, especially Incredible. Turkey. We went to uh, places uh, like my sisters when they, I think one of them graduated over there, they graduated at Ephesus, which is in the Bible, and it's this huge uh, theater, an outdoor theater. Uh, with the uh, all the seats are built into the hills amphitheater and it's all marble. It is absolutely beautiful. It's remarkable. And what is it, Gebeki Gebeki Tepe or yeah. thing? It's one of the oldest archaeological digs yep. they now found in the world. It's kind of confounding anthropologists. That's fascinating. It's incredible. Stuff. And, and my dad and I, uh, he taught me how to scuba dive over there. So we would always find pottery and things like that in the ocean. And of course, we didn't take any of it home. Yeah, but uh, right. you know, right. illegal. It, but yeah, it is illegal. Right. It was incredible. Some of the things that you would find, and you would find this small pot that just looked no more than a vase, but actually, it was thousands of years old. Man, yeah. One the thing like Alexander the Great had been exactly. there, like, and just it's so fascinating to me. And you know, you've encouraged me to take a vacation. I'm dying for you to go to Jamaica with us. I would love to do it. What's the problem, Joe? Well, because I uh, let me just. You've heard me on air. I did these bachelor parties. I only took a day off right. in terms of work. On it, well, two days counting the Labor Day. We were yeah, all going to get the day, day off too. anyway. Um, yeah, I did get back early Labor Day. I was spent. I did not <laughs> sleep. I went to the casino, lost the amount of money I expected to lose. Good deal. I wish I'd been more up. It would have helped. <laughs> um, but, you know, we had $60 on black. Nope. There you go. <laughs> Crap. And I'm out. <laughs> and I'm done. No, should I? No. Stick by your rule, Joey. But I found going to New Orleans and then doing this trip to D.C., I loved it. Yeah. Especially getting to see old friends I hadn't seen in ages. There's so many, like, fruitful reasons why it was awesome and worth it. But I also, after the end of it, went, man, vacation makes me tired. And vacation makes me feel broke. You need a vacation from your vacation. Exactly. But now the benefit of going to Jamaica, uh, where we go, it's all-inclusive. So you're going to be broke when you get there, but that's fine because you've already paid all your money. There's nothing to spend money on. So when you get back, you're no more broke than when you left. Right, right. Well, I I think next time you're going. I'm trying to get Emily to go. They want to go somewhere for their honeymoon. eh? There you go. Well, well, if it's their honeymoon, I want to leave them alone. Yeah, I'm not going to go hang out with them, but I'm going to hook them up with some services. Okay. Yeah, it's like... Come on. Go to Jamaica. (laughs) Yeah, you go to Jamaica. You do your own thing on the honeymoon. Everybody knows what happens there. There you go. I mean, you know, it's so special, too. Like, after waiting... Really? For your whole life. Really? That first awkward time. Yeah. I know. I can't even say with a straight (laughs) face. But look who it is, Eddie. Mr. Southernwood. Mr. Southernwood has graced us in the studio. What Look at him today, too, Eddie. He's kind of grinning, grinning like Carl with the sling blade there. Yeah, that uh, crap-eating grin, that chain around his neck. But the, what I'm really noticing here, what I can't stop looking at, my God, look at the vascularity in his forearms and that and all the veins popping out. Yeah. And... That beer, have you been growing out, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all those in between? Joining us now on the Joey Clark Radio Hour, the first and only member of the Joey Clark Radio Hour Hall of Fame. Eddie, maybe one of these days you'll get it. I hope so. For now, he's the sole member. Southern! Whoa! How 
are you doing tonight, sir? That was perfect, Joey. You hit it right on the nail on the head. Yeah, there. you gotta get you gotta get some practice here. And I'm glad Eddie was here to see the fireworks go off. The people think I'm kidding about that the fireworks you can't, you go can't off when I walk in. You can't count you holding two Roman candles behind your back as fireworks. Hey, I was that, very impressed. Very yeah, impressed. Okay. Fair enough. Thank you. I'm Thank just a little you. harsh on this guy. I understand that. He's a bit of a... He tells some tales out of school. Yeah. He calls me a bum every once in a while. Yeah. It's just kind of mean, Joey. Well, it's because I love him. I mean, he does work. That's a weird thing here at the me. station. If I love somebody a yeah. lot, I'll, like, just insult them all well, the time. I don't know what it is. Well, that's what Why we do, do we do guys. that? That's, yeah. That is what we do. Yeah, it is a weird thing. But you we, do that with your friends. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, my, my children. Right. I mean, everybody. <laughs> if, if I don't insult you, that means I probably don't like you that much. Exactly. Or we're not close enough that I feel like I can, you can get, away get right. around with you. Yeah. Right. But the and worse the insult, the more I love you. Exactly. (laughs) If I really get close to somebody, I'll start threatening them in a fun way with kitchenware. It's a lot of fun to do. Like, come up with creative ways. Like, think of something in your kitchen. You're like, how would I use... Like, the other night, I was talking about with Baron, uh, because he just gets me going. You know, he's so... He's brilliant. He's a great talk show host. You know this. Oh, I do. I love Baron. You know In his own mind, he is. Right. But, I mean, but come on. Sometimes he... He gets going. The globalist. It's like, all right, fair enough. I get your argument, sir, but it just makes me want to like take a pampered chef like can opener. <laughs> you know, the top, the kind that you rolls around the top, yeah. and it's got the little <laughs> tweezers things. I think I'd like threaten to clip his top lip or something like that the other night. Wena used to sell pampered chef, mm-hmm. and we have got a lot of their product. And I, I know we shouldn't be advertising for them because they're not buying uh, whatever. it. Whatever, but. but Damn, they got some good I'm stuff. I'm not saying use <laughs> it I mean, for the kitchen. Really I'm do. saying use it as a weapon. You, uh, mm-hmm. No, no, I mean, you can I, use it in other ways as well. I was wondering. But it's, uh, they have got some dynamite equipment. Yeah. And I mean, I'm telling you, I love our, our stoneware is off the fucking chain. Off the chain. Oh, off wow. the chain. Wow. The chain. Well, off. I mean, chains they, here. Cook, we're here. Did they uh, sell off. meat tenderizers? Uh, you know, <laughs> you know what? Thing there, Joey. Oh, well. You know, the one thing. I'm thinking of the mallet with. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes more sense. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the one thing that, that they had was all their consultants could uh, introduce an idea for a new product. Sure. And I kept telling Lauren, I kept telling her. Year after year after year, I said, get a bacon fryer. Because you know how break, when you throw bacon in a, a frying pan, yeah. it pulls up and yeah, curls curl. up and all curls that. Up. Right. So you just put a weight on top of it to keep it flat. Mm-hmm. And and I said, make a pampered, do one of those. And she's I, like, no, that'll never work. That'll never. Never introduced it, never worked on it. It's like three years later, that was the new product of the year was the bacon weight. Yeah. And I'm like, you could have had that. that <laughs> you could have been it. the Wiener weight. You could have the been Wiener the next <laughs> great American entrepreneurial story. Yes! Like the next great inventor. I would love to see that on uh, late night TV, the uh, call-in shows where you can order something. The Wiener weight. Sure <laughs> the Wiener weight. <laughs> well, see, Wiener Innovator, comes from, see, we, we have nicknames, Eddie, for all everybody in the family. Right. I mean, Coleman is Frizz, the boy. Uh, you got Nanny is Savannah. Uh, you got 
Chipmunk is one of my nieces. But she yeah, chubby Car- cheeks. Carrie Boo. Yeah, oh, she does. She's yeah. got real big. She <laughs> so looks there, there it is. Hey, you got, uh, let's see, Ree. That's Siri. That's Sarah is, is Ree. You got Peanut. Uh, Man. Uh, you got Wild Man. Monster. I mean, we, we, get, we got all kind of nicknames, but my wife's nickname is Rowena. Yeah. And 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 when when Coleman was born, that's my my youngest. He's twelve now. But when when the boy was born, uh, he couldn't say Rowena. He shortened it to Weena. And so now we just <laughs> call Lauren. We just call her Weena. And so that's I mean that's there her it nickname. Is. It's it funny because for the longest time I said I know that's not his wife's name, but that's what he called her. <laughs> and then I heard she was coming on the radio. I was like, oh, ooh, we get to finally listen to her name. And then I thought. I wonder if he she knows that he refers to her as Rowena. <laughs> oh yeah, she does. Oh, she That's puts a, up with it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. she was great on the air too. She was great. Oh yeah. Hey, you don't you don't stay married for twenty three years if she. It, to me, if you can't put up with some crap, oh, I can imagine negative Ghost Rider. Well, and we have your lovely wife. Yes, in my the lovely wife's in the corner. Uh, oh, I would love to tell you the years that we've been married, but <clears throat> she knows that better than me. That, that's her job to keep up with that. <laughs> no, and you sure? Did, uh, more than what? We have uh, another microphone. Oh, oh, oh. you don't want to? That's fine. Time, time out. Time out. What's your anniversary? Uh, uh, May fifth. Fourth. <laughs> <laughs> Not the month, right? You gotta get anything. Usually I, on our anniversary, we go to Jamaica, I, so that's how I know to plan the trip. How many? How many years? I would say more than ten, less than twenty-five. Nineteen. Hey, there we go. We got it. Nineteen. There it is. That ain't even close, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, but I'm this way. I was this way in history. I think somebody's class. stealing your van out back. You, hey. You out kicked your coverage too. Looking at your yeah, wife. I hear that a lot. I met y'all last Wednesday. Yeah, it was very much a pleasure to meet y'all. And by the way, you did such a touching speech when your dad got there. Oh you know, my I know daddy, we were ribbing yeah. you, and then you came up with that just out of the blue. I'm sitting there about to cry over my hot wings and beer as you're just having no, a great was, speech about your father. It was it was perfect because Daddy walked in right. I heard somebody say speech, and you you know how I. Don't really like talking in public, Joey. Right, right. you're very modest. But I, I, I broke down and I spoke in public. Right. And, and right when I started, I saw Papa walking around the corner, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I got this. Oh yeah, I got this." But no, my daddy is my favorite person on the face of this planet. He's yeah. a great man. I can tell. He it, really is. That really was. He's touching a good to see that. I mean, it, it was. It was awesome. It was awesome. Well, I'm amazed that y'all have already met. I mean, he's not, neither of you are all that outgoing. I mean, y'all are just so, you're never, like, just introducing yourselves to folks. No, no. I like to stay up in my little shed in Titus and not get out much. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you know, I, I think we should, after the break, I want to talk a little bit about, and I want to present this in the way I saw it, uh, on Reddit. It was actually, somebody put out a question on Reddit. Rich people of Reddit. How did you become wealthy? Yeah. And somebody gave a damn good answer. It really? wasn't like I inherited a bunch of money from daddy. It wasn't like, oh, there was oil under the ground. It wasn't like, you know, dumb luck, like some people assume. It actually was hard work and wise investment. Yeah. Very similar to your own personal hard story. Hard work Eddie. and uh, yeah. invest in your money, dude. Let your exactly. money work for you. Exactly. I love those stories of uh, people who kind of put together... Like, hmm, 
I can make something for myself. And like, it's a stupid, like, I was saying this the other day. When I was a punk kid, it's like all oh, the stupid stuff your dad used to say. Oh, to yeah. You. But now it's like, yeah, hard work and working smart equals results. Right. No one's going to give you anything but yeah. a hard time. Yeah, exactly. And, then, and once you realize that and say, okay, I've got to do everything for myself, accept that and you'll be fine. Right, exactly. Oh. And it doesn't mean it's always going to be like, you know, sunshine and lollipops. Oh, no. It'll still be hard days. It ain't all strippers and burritos, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what you're saying... Give Eddie Vader a call, 322-0662, just for that comment, because that's the one of the year. I want a t-shirt that says that. It ain't always strippers and burritos. That is glorious, Scott and Sir. Pretty good. <laughs> so you work your ass off, you're successful. Wow, what a novel concept. But, you know, your success, what you consider success, and what other people consider success is two different things. And sometimes you can't get caught up in what they consider to be success. You know, a lot of people tell me, oh, you know, you're at your point in life where you're successful. Well, I don't see that just yet. I still see I'm at the bottom of the mountain and I'm just, you know, working like hell to get to the top. Exactly. It's it's, it's a continuing process. That's, the I think, the best thing because if you think of it in terms of too many like plateaus like oh yeah. i'm gonna hit this peak or this plateau and i'm done and i can rest like eh, and good I'm, luck and I, with you that. never get there you never get there i've thought of there a couple of times but then you look up and you go hey there's there's a whole nother level we can reach let's absolutely. start going absolutely well no let's do it now i kind of want to tell more of your story and like okay. how you got into real estate and, and actually one person answered that question on reddit like, how did y'all become wealthy or comfortable in your wealth in that sense? And it was a nurse who answered. Yeah. She said, I was working, you know, hard. And my mom was a nurse, like a floor nurse when she first started mm-hmm. out. But I was making about 50, 60 a year. And which is good money, especially like in Montgomery. Sure. But that's really hard work, like yep. as a floor nurse. And she's like, I, I, I didn't want to have to always work these long hours and the constant drudgery, you know. My job was fulfilling, but it wasn't like I wasn't happy, happy, yeah, and self-directed. So she would save money, and she bought a rental property mm-hmm. and started renting it out. Yep. Then she bought another one, started renting it out, and bought another one, bought another one, and then it's like, and I started saving that money and investing that money, and it really started to work for her. Now, you take one to pay for the first, right. and then is it takes a little time, but once you get started, and when you get those first two paid off, then you can buy and buy more That's and exactly more right. and more and use the income if if you will reinvest that income. That's where the problem runs And, into. I mean, if you're going to spend it, then you're screwed. But if you'll take it and just take the time... I mean, it's, it's no different than a retirement account That's or exactly 401k. Right. You've got to reinvest the money. And I, I see a lot of people... Because it's always worth something, right. no matter what. I see a lot of people always that have the something. cash flow with their properties, but at the end of the day, um, you know, they just go through their money and they're like, right. I, don't, I don't know where it went. I don't know where it went. Well, if you're not tracking it, you know, if you're not at least doing the minimal paying attention to where your money, it'll go away with fees. It'll go away... Uh, you have tenants that won't pay late fees because you're not asking for it. Right. All of a sudden, your maintenance on your property kind of falls to the wayside. So you think you've been making money, but now you've got to do a thousand dollar repair to your property that was a hundred dollars three months ago. So you do got to stay on top of it, 
but you can hire a property manager that does that for you. Wait, well, and that's exactly. what y'all do. Yes, it, we, we it, do. Isn't that right? Yes, and we, that way you can just kind of say, here, we're going to give you $250 a month. That's your spending money. And we're going to take care of the rest. And I mean, you you can get whatever you want. Correct. Let's do it this way. That's the wisest. And that way you've got some money set back. Yep. So when the air conditioner breaks, when right. the water heater breaks down, when the furnace goes out, you know, when you have a sewer stop up, mm-hmm. then Sounds you've like got you've money. Sounds like you've worked on a lot of these things. <laughs> I've got a little bit of experience in this line of work. <laughs> what do you know, you blue collar? <laughs> He's oh, literally wearing a navy nothing. blue collar. <laughs> he got dirt under his fingernails. I don't, I don't know. know. What's going on here? Well, but this is what I love about the program that you and where you work, the Goodson Group are doing. Yes, yeah. And folks can visit thegoodsongroup.com. They can also visit you by giving you just a ring. Give me a call, 322-0662, or you can look me up on Facebook if you don't have time to call me. Hit me up with a message on Facebook. Absolutely. Like You're always on there. I'm always, yeah. Well, and folks, you can hear. We've been hanging out for the last half hour. Just having fun. I mean, Eddie's a great guy to know because of the expertise, because you changed your own life very similar to the story of that nurse. Yes, exactly. So you've, you're you practicing what you've preached. Try to, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got tired of working uh, shift work at one of our auto manufacturers here in town. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, in my job, the opportunity was there as much as you wanted to work, you could work. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, that came with the money. So at one point in my life, I said, hey, let's, let's put it to it. And... Uh, I remember a couple times we'd go 30 days, no day off. You just, you know, and for the first several years, we worked 12-hour shifts. You worked 12 days on, two days off. So right. there was it was tough, but, uh, and if you wanted anything done, like mowing your grass, well, you're paying somebody. You right. know, I didn't get to see my wife as, as much as I would like to. And uh, eventually, I'd gotten old, and I was like, you know what? I got enough properties. Let's uh, let's let the automotive business go do what they're going to do, and uh, mm-hmm. let's do something else. All right, it's always a, a stepping stone in life. But th- this is what I love with what you and the Goodson Group are doing, is that somebody might hear this idea of like I could make money by owning properties, sure. renting them out, but they do get nervous about I've never been a landlord, I've never managed a property. If I put one out on the market for rent, are they people going to? They take pay, it? How much do you charge? Right. How do you even know how much to charge to rent a property? Well, and the well, number one thing I question. love is that y'all will work to get tenants in before people even close yeah, the like, property. Let's say I talked you into buying an investment property. Sure. <clears throat> Usually it's going to take about 30 days before we go to closing. So within that 30 days or even before, I start hunting you a prospective tenant immediately. And uh, we'll start advertising the property that we're going to have a, you know open. Uh, and we generally can get everybody filled before we go to closing. Right. And that's what you want to do. As, as a landlord, I wish somebody had done that for me because what I did, I bought the house, had to wait, got the house, did all the repairs. Then I started looking for somebody. Well, I'm 60, 90 days in, and then I've got to go over a prospective uh, tenants. you got to go over their credit reports, things like that. Well, again, that takes time. I wish I could have all, excuse me, done all this on the front end. It'd been a lot easier. Exactly, and that's what you're here for. That's, that's what the Goodson it. Group does. Yeah, um, sure. I'm sure you've learned many a thing from Bo Goodson. I've learned more guy. from Bo Goodson, uh, yeah, than I can ever imagine, and I learn more from him every day. Good uh, guy. He, he's great to work for. You know, I had no plan, honestly, to sell real estate, but after taking his class, I just really fell in love with Bo. And one day, he's like, "Why don't you come work for me?" And I thought, "What a silly idea." But I really like the guy. And you can't not be around somebody that smart and just pick up, you know, some of the things that, that he'll tell you or ideas and things. And and I, I like to feel like I bring a little something to him as well. 
uh, like with our marketing and Facebook and things like that. You know, that's not something they were doing before, but it's something we've introduced and it's doing very well. And I, awesome. I, I like to think he's very happy with it. Oh, absolutely. And folks, again, take this opportunity and it's not outside of your grasp. It no, really is right there. It's amazing. Just take the time to have a chat with Eddie, yep. and he can show you how realistic your options are yeah. and how many options it's there are. It's not that hard. The hardest part is taking that first step. So, 322-0662. That's me all day long. And, and, and there's one thing you can't buy. I mean, no matter how much money you have, you can't buy a personality. There it is. You know, and when you get Eddie, you've got somebody with a personality. Well, we've somebody about that all the you're time. just going to, I mean, the first time you meet him, you're going to be like, hey, dude, let's go out on your pontoon boat. Hey, right. That's great. I want to look at some of those lake houses up there. Come I don't on. have any money. I can't buy any of them, but I do want to cruise you around with you. liar. <laughs> to be honest, that, that's what I've been waiting for. Somebody to call me up go, hey, I want to look at houses on the lake. And I say, okay, what, what kind of uh, are you looking for? Oh, right, uh, I'm not my, buying any. I just want to look at some houses on the lake. <laughs> let, me, let me give you my phone number. I'll give it to you on the break. <laughs> We can cruise around Saturday and look for houses. Sounds good. Well, folks, life isn't always burritos and strippers, but sometimes it's you know hard work pays off results. But also making smart decisions and what you use your money now you make it work for you uh, pays off. So give Eddie Bader with the Goodson Group a call three two two zero six six two. Visit thegoodsongroup.com. We'll come back. Eddie's going to hang out. Good old Southern Wood. They're swapping numbers right now, looking at their phones. And uh, we'll be back right after this. You're listening to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. You can't catch the whole show? Subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcast, or follow me on the Book of Faces. Or SoundCloud. Or SoundCloud. There it is. Joey Clark. Oh, welcome back to the program. Just feel a little jazzy right now. Get your jazz hands out there, buddy. Exactly. Sometimes uh, it, I, a mood comes over me. And it's like, why is Joey walking around like that? <laughs> like, no, the other day I was walking into work. And I'm like, why am I walking with a limp? I'm not hurt. I'm in great shape. I'm walking with a glide in my stride and a dip in my hip. What is the deal here? Are you like pimp hand strong there, Joey? Yeah, I didn't. It's like, why am I walking like a pimp? I'm not a pimp. I don't even have any baby baby powder for my for my right hand. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I, no, no, look. I, I've been told to keep... Keep down. Keep and control myself. Keep it together, sir. I'm not going to ask you what you were doing before you got here, why you were limping. I'm not going to ask you. No, that it wasn't any injury. That would be inappropriate. No, and it wasn't that what you're thinking of. Oh. No, it was um, just, I'm I was just in one of those man. moods, you know. Where it's like gliding my stride and tipping my head. You just good. had the drag going on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, first, before we get back into the, the funsies here, I'm getting folks for talking with Eddie Bader this evening. Southernwood. You might know him as Clay or 84, but I know him now as Southernwood. I've been christened. Yeah. Yes. Now, remind me one more time. I, my memory is not real good. I'm getting old. I'm 45 now. How, how many inductees are there one. into the You're Joey the only one Clark? Right. 
Radio Hour. I'm just going to cut you off and say that you're the only one for now. Okay, well that's that's what I thought for now. Just, just making sure. So he's also the oldest one as well. Correct? Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and the youngest one. I, I, I as well. He has the least amount of hair. Yeah, and the prettiest one. He's but he also ironically has the most amount of hair. Exactly. At the same time. It's that's amazing. why I grew my beard out. You were like the constant eternal plane that cuts through everything, good and bad, balanced throughout, for now. But see, here's... Maybe you should consult with me about who should be the next person in the Hall of Fame. But here's the deal. I get to haze the next person that is inducted. (sighs) Keep your paddle on that mantle, sir. Going to lay the wood. No, I'm... I'm, 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 (laughs) Minerva is... She's out of the shop. Oh, you nicknamed fine. the paddle that says Southernwood Abides Minerva? Yeah, that's no, I named her. It's not a nickname. That is her that given her name. Actual name. She may end up with a nickname. Okay. But Minerva is out of the shop. Everything's great with her. And uh there's there's some there's something coming. But here, I gotta ask you, you ever give your you know, you give a pet an official name, but do you ever give it a nickname? Like yeah, I, I do fleet. that. Yeah. Okay, no, but like my brother named Gimli, Gimli, because he's a fox red lab after Gimli the dwarf in Lord of the Rings. But I named him after I was in a really down mood, and I, I was really having one of these moments, like, why is the world so unfair? Why do good people die too soon? This is, you know, one of these crazy existential right. crises. And uh, out of the nowhere, I didn't even notice him next to me. He came up a big lab lick. On the face. Oh, he will lick you. And I was <laughs> I like, remember that. I was like, my God, it's that simple. It's it's that's life is unfair, but it also you get like a dog with that unconditional love and Always. support. So I named him the Red and Fuzzy Big Booty Buddha because he's so wise. He was a cute dog, very cute dog. Yeah. Well, and he became really a member of the family. He still is. He's like my little furry nephew. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, that's the vibe I got when I went over to Four Healthy Pets on Atlanta Highway. Right near Love. Faulkner. Where the old Skate Haven used to be yeah, on exactly top of the hill. Right. Exactly. Go by and see Teresa because you'll walk in and she sent me a picture just the other day of Mouse playing. Yeah, and she that nicknamed is, her that cat. That is the cat. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> the cat's name is Mouse. I love it. It's just adorable. And you get to meet Mouse and Jethro and, yep. I mean, so many others over there. And Eddie, you've been by. Oh, yeah, I love it. I go over there and harass her cats every time I'm there. And it's pick great. Them up. And it just becomes my love. I'm walking around with that cat, whether it likes it or not. Right, and, like, she held open a bag of catnip and, like, yeah. how the cat reaches in. I'm like, oh, that's hilarious. But see, that's great. I, I love the fact you can go in that store and, and you can play with the pets. I, you know, and those cats live there. <laughs> right. It's it's really a, a family atmosphere. It, yeah. Family and friends. You just took the words out of my mouth. Really hey, that's is. That's what, and I love that so much about all of your advertisers, no kidding, Yes, on every show, I mean top to bottom, from morning to evening, is that y'all really do have a relationship with these people, and they're really good. It's like, it's like Eddie. I mean, y'all have a real relationship yeah. with these people, yeah. and they're really good people. Exactly. You're not just... Blowing smoke no, up somebody's no, rear end. No, I, I and get the no folks. And, well, and getting money to talk good about somebody. Exactly. You can be honest about them. Well, no, but I, I've got to tell folks what Teresa sent me here. Oh. Because this is a big deal, folks. Gimli got a little bit. Yeah. That red and fuzzy big booty boot almost seemed like an attic. Chicken crack. Chicken, chicken crack. crack. Yeah. Chicken crack. That chicken jerky. They just received another order of chicken crack. It goes fast. There will be turkey crack available in two weeks. It's made and give locally uh, the Hincredible. 
That, oh, gotta incredible. Love the, gotta love the puns. Incredible. Gotta love the puns. And really, what they do over there at Four Healthy Pets, if you know, and you should, because you can trust Teresa. I was oh, just yeah. reading something Teresa. about obesity in humans, where it's like, it stopped trying to do the, the diet fads or just the calorie counting. Think about what you're actually putting in your body. You don't want it to be over-processed, too much sugar, or high-fructose corn syrup. And the same thing goes for your pets. You want to take all-natural ingredients, real food, what our grandparents used to call it, real food, and give it to yourself, give it to your dogs. I mean, they now have these Grandma's Lucy's cookies, $1 off the organic lemon honey cookies. Oh. They look so good, I want to eat them. <laughs> they really do look that good. And you want to return to four healthy pets over and over again, so go ahead and do the auto order. That way, they offer it on all their products, and you can get on the special list, the VIP list. You think you being go. the Hall of Fame member on the Joe Clark Radio Hour is a big deal? Get on the list at four healthy pets. That way, you could get special orders of the products you know and love for your pets. So visit them for Healthy Pets online or stop by where the old skate haven used to be, the shopping center right there on Atlanta Highway next to Faulkner. You won't be disappointed, man. Teresa is one of the... You know, I met her probably about a month ago. We were going to do some business together. And she's one of the nicest people and honest people I've ever met. Yes. Absolutely great. fell in love with her. She's absolutely great. So, gentlemen, we have a call here. Oh. It's not my mom, is it? No. Unfortunately <laughs> not. It's Bo Holt. Bolt. Good evening. How you doing, sir? What's up, Bo Holt? I'm doing well. How are y'all? Doing good. Great. I actually have uh, two things at this point. Um, at first, I was calling in because I tuned in late and I heard y'all talking about fireworks or something. And I was just going to say that um, you know the absolute master of pyrotechnics is in the studio right now. One eighty-four. Thank you, Bo Holt. Um, yeah, he, he, there's, there's no what, one better. What can't than, you do? What don't you do? I, Grow hair. When, when, when. <laughs> oh. Uh-oh. I'll tell you what he Eddie, can do. Eddie, hold on. Hold on. Just a second, Bo. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll give you your full time. I could not help it. Eddie. <laughs> Did you really I could have to go it. there? I didn't want to. You went there. Look, y'all are becoming friends. I was just looking for a laugh. I just a met you shot. one week ago. <laughs> if you want to buy a house called anybody but Eddie Bader, no, just because he's do giving, not. Just because he's giving Southernwood a rib, give Eddie Bader a call. Because <laughs> Southernwood deserves it. You'll probably it. get more calls that way. Probably right. I'm just trying to keep that it real. Pretty good. Thought. Give me some knuckles. Nice job. Well done. Anyway, yes, Bo. Yes, that's the only thing I can't do is grow hair. Bo, what's up now? Let's go, Bo. Well, uh, I'll tell you one thing 84 can do is uh, uh, make your, your wife say that you're on punishment and can't, can't play with 84 for a week. <laughs> oh, wow. What happened? Uh, I think I've, we told the story before. Um, it, it involved uh, some slight... Uh, uh, well, how would you describe it, 84? M- mismanagement of resources involving fuel? I, I, have, I have no recollection well, of what you're talking about, Bo. Wait, but, uh, but I also heard a story where y'all had like a nine iron and some ice cubes. Oh now, that's God. Billy Madison. That's uh, Billy Madison and Veronica Vaughn. Oh, sorry. Now, he's talk- I thought y'all got into that. He's talking about <laughs> when Bo took my son and was dropping 
Coke bottles half full of gasoline into the fire pit. Yeah, we kind of caught their house on fire, but I mean, we put it out. I mean, it wasn't a big deal. <laughs> well, you did put it out, so that's the important. Yeah. Thing. I mean, we burn up the, the lawn furniture, but <laughs> that's easily replaceable. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing I was, no was going to say was when I heard you had uh, Eddie in the studio there with Bo uh, Goodson Group. We, um, I, I, I've said this before as well. I can't say enough good things about the Goodson Group. Uh, um, it's a, a great pe- a, a great group of people to work with. So. I was on hold for a little Thank while, you, so I had several thoughts come and go. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was pretty much the gist of it. Okay. Well, I appreciate it, Bo. I know y'all are rushed for time, so I'll let you go. But y'all have a good evening. You too, Bo. All right, Bo. Good talk to you, buddy. Good. Tell Lisa, hey. That's a good strong name, Bo. 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 Bowling. That's not short for anything, is it? Yes, Bowling. Oh, well, yeah, his bowling. Bowling Hall Holt the Fourth. Oh, the Fourth. The That's fourth. a great wow. name. That's a powerful Four name. Generations of bowlings. Wow. Right. That is impressive. Yeah. Got streets in town named after him. Yeah. Yeah. No, I Two re- of them. I want to come back real quick to this. I, it was on, it was not the stupid clickbait, you know, like political side of Huffington Post. It was Huffington Post, and it was like an investigative piece. Like, I mean, you know when you're, you click on a website, and you're like, damn, the squirrel bar is really tiny. Oh, yeah. Like, and so you've got a lot to read. Mm-hmm. Most of the piece, and I feel for some of these folks, like it was a story of a woman who was like 300 plus pounds. She was barely eating anything and still not losing weight. So oh, some wow. people have, and the doctor just kept going, well, you're doing well. She had literally an eating disorder, and the doctor's like, well, just keep at it. Like, and so there, there is some advancement that's needed in how doctors understand nutrition. I understood all that, but he kind of laid it on thick. It was all sorts of stories of people being shamed and things mm-hmm. for being overweight. And, you know, I get it. Like, I looked in the mirror and I did it to myself. Uh, and I often heard, like, you know, parents, it can be bad in relationships. I get all that stuff. But he kept talking about all these instances how people felt insecure and shame. I'm like... And he's like, it's not about diet. It's not about diet. I'm like, well, get to the point. Get to the point. So I keep scrolling down. And he's like, it's really about what we eat. I'm like, well, isn't that... See, and this is the problem with the word diet. It, it A diet isn't something that you hop on for a few weeks. Right. It's a true lifestyle change of like, here is the fuel that I will put in my body to drive me and Any, get me through yeah, the day. Anybody that's been successful that I know has done that, they got to stick to the program. Exactly. As soon as they come off the program... The weight comes back on. And, 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 you know, diet is, I think we conflate diet with denying yourself something right. to eat. Right. right. That's not what diet is, is eating the proper foods, just like back with your pets. Yeah. You know, you can add 10 years to your animal's life yeah. if you feed them raw food, regular food. You think about this, and and part of the audience will understand this, your yard dogs. Mm-hmm. We've got yard dogs. We'll throw them some food, keep them a little bit, but they generally go out and hunt. Mm-hmm. They scavenge, they they kill squirrels, yep. they eat roadkill. They do what dogs were created to do by right. God. Those dogs live forever. They'll live for like 25 yeah. years. You're exactly right. You have a house dog that you feed crap food to. Mm-hmm. Floor sweeping. And, and, you know... 
14 years, you know, they've got cancer or yep. uh, some type well, of problem and they die. Here's the thing, though. And the, we're the same way. And I, I agreed with the piece as it got into, like, okay, you don't have to shame people, just direct them towards proper nutrition. Like, as you're saying, eat the, you know, good quality, what our grandparents used to call real food. Real food. Um, I mean, that's the best way to put it. And then... I keep keep reading, and he's like, "Oh, but really, it's the medical community and the advertisers and the government that is subsidizing." I'm like, "Stop it!" With what happened to Americans that, like, you know, when we advertise, we're just being honest. It's yeah. like if folks really aren't in the market to buy something right now, like in the real estate market, there's no way we can do some voodoo over the air to like make you do it. Correct. You have to be hungry for it, and you have this, to want it. it's with. Anything we buy and sell. Advertising works when people go, oh, yeah, I like that. And that's exactly what we're looking for. This idea that it's some monster that controls your subconscious and makes you make your own decision. No. And the same thing with the government, with the doctor. What happened to being independent, strong Americans who make our own damn decisions, even if they're dumb ones? Don't blame other people. Make your own damn decision. Amen. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And I if just, you screw up, own up to it. I just had to get that out. Because it's I get so tired of this victim mentality. And there are real victims in the world, but you know what real victims do to help themselves? They shed that crap yeah. of blaming, the, even when there is another person to blame. Successful victims, when it happens to them, they stand up, they brush yourself off and say, this is never going to happen to me again. Yeah. I've learned my lesson you're not taking advantage of me ever again. I'm not falling for that. That's what successful victims do. Yep. Well, it's the difference in a failure and we need failing. To, we needed two more Good hours point. tonight. Hey, Good point. Every